Good morning. Welcome to Secret to My Success. My name is Alan Bornstein, and I'm here with... Luis Alasea. Good morning, everyone. Happy to be here once again in this beautiful, beautiful morning. So we are here to talk to business owners about their journey, their venture, how they went from being employed by somebody to being self-employed. Luis brought some amazing guests in here that have played professional sports, football, baseball. Football, baseball, uh, basketball, and uh, golf. We've had some wonderful people, and this is about learning their secret to their success to help you grow your business. Thanks for being here with us this morning. We're so glad you could be here. If you have an interesting story, if you know somebody, that you think we should be talking to you, we'd like to hear from you. You can reach me, Alan, 561-953-2007 at extension 101. Once again, my name is Alan. Secret to my success, 561-953-2007, extension 101. Please call us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Good day. This is Alan, Secret to my success, and we are here with Dawn. Dawn's my favorite co-host today. <laughs> I, I, that's because I'm here. That's why. <laughs> because you're here. Yes. Louis multitasking and annoying me, but it's okay. I like you, Louis. Louis. Don't get him fired up. Say hello. Hello, hello. Louis, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. What are you doing? Tell the world what you're doing. Let's hear it. He's working. Dude, I'm trying to get moved in, finish up a bunch of stuff, and every time I go to the house, I'm like, hey, we need this. Oh, the big move. That's, no, that's yep. fun. Okay. Dawn, I'm going to let you introduce our next guest because he might like you better than he likes me. Yeah, the way it's going. Okay, so today we have <laughs> we have Joe uh, Lipovich. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Oh, very good. And Joe has multiple restaurants, correct? But I think today we're going to focus on, I think we can talk about a little bit of all of them, but we're going to focus on your new establishment, which is the Lantern. The Lantern. The Lantern. Okay. So before we talk about that, Joe, where are you from? I grew up in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, the uh, not far from Oakmont Country Club. Louis, do you know where that is? Nope. Okay, just checking. Uh, it's probably a top five golf course in the in the country, and uh, they run. They use. They have several several times hosted the U.S. Open. And you didn't know My, that, Louis? Nope. That's a fail. <laughs> okay, but you. Okay, so you grew up in Pittsburgh. When did you leave Pittsburgh? Uh, you know, I was there till I went, left for college, and I haven't lived in Pittsburgh since I left for college, but I have lots of family there. Uh, we have pretty deep roots in the area. My wife is also from the uh, south side of Pittsburgh, um, so, um, you know, we, we're, we're, there, we're back there often to see family. Where'd you go to college? I went to uh, Penn, Penn State University um, nice. and State College. Did you yeah, play we, any sports? No, I was too uh, uncoordinated for that. I might, I'm, a, I'm not a little guy, but it's, uh, you know, that's a whole different level there. Okay. I, I, I screwed around with, um, uh, uh, you know, intramurals, but uh, that's about it. Okay. So you told me you were in Connecticut. How did you ever land up in Connecticut? Well, when I graduated from Penn State, um, I had a sister that was living in Brooklyn, so I had this crazy notion of working in the New York area. And then eventually through series of different jobs and roles, ended up in um, working out of Stanford, Connecticut for a a food company for about 25 years. And um, back in those days, it was, you know, pretty cool to be, you know, a young person in the, you know, being able to go down into little Italy and things like that on the weekend. So uh, that's kind of how I ended up in that, in that part of the world. 
Okay. Um, so we, we never really landed back in Pittsburgh, um, even though we had a couple opportunities to, to go back there. But um, my family and I, we've moved many, many times. So uh, I, we could probably fill an hour with that conversation. Okay. Well, we're going to get a half hour at least out of you. So let me ask you, how did you go from being in the food service industry to being restaurant owner? I would call it a complete accident. Um you know, I, I, my business basically is in the background as a supermarket and product marketing at supermarkets. Um, started off with my father-in-law was a president of a company uh, called Peter J. Schmidt, which owned a, a chain called Bell Supermarkets up in the uh, western New York area, Buffalo area. So uh married his daughter, and uh, he wanted his daughter back with him in, his, in home in town, so he made me an offer to come back and get involved in that business uh, was there for about five years and then um, ended up in this marketing company that was based in, initially in Manhattan and into Stanford so um, and excuse me if I, I lose track of where I'm going with the, with the answer to your question but um, it, it, you know it we we had food we were very food service oriented very you know um, you know Meals out of a restaurant were getting to be a thing. So we've always had a restaurant spice to ourselves. But I, uh, I uh, over the years, I always wanted to have a, a store and, and, frankly, something that would kind of give me something to do in my retirement years. Maybe if I'm lucky, pay for, keep, you know, keep my health care in line and, and give me, a, you know, some pocket change because my wife takes all my money. Um <laughs> So uh, I ended up uh, looking for a store, and I found a, if you will, basically was a sub shop uh, down on uh, uh, on Atlantic Avenue in Delray Beach, very close to the Intracoastal Bridge, um, and right next to a restaurant called Deck 84, which is a quite popular and high-volume restaurant. And it was the right price and didn't seem too far afield from where I had been in my career, so I bought it. And um, okay, let me ask you a question: When you went from having a pretty good job, making a lot of money, to buying a restaurant, did your family just tell you you're crazy? What are you thinking? More or less. Okay. Um, I, you know, at that time, my father-in-law was was still with us, and he, you know, he thought I was crazy. And then I took him to it, the store, and. Uh, he got all excited. Uh, you know, he was a food marketer, you know, extraordinaire and very flamboyant, uh, a leader. And, uh, he got on board real quick. He got excited about it. And so, you know, I was still working in the prior industry, but, um, kind of transitioning. So I, I invited my daughter who fell in love with, um, a coffee shop that she worked at while she was at Penn State. And, uh, I don't know. I kind of felt like my daughter wasn't made to be in, you know, working for a big, you know, corporation and such. And I kind of sensed that she would jump all over it, which she did. And, um, it went from turning it into a sub shop to turn it into, you know, more of a casual dining, um, atmosphere and, um, although it was super small and very, you know, so it, it was probably small enough that the risk and, you know, wasn't as great 
and uh, we could cut our teeth on on the on a real restaurant full, full service restaurant business versus kind of counter service which is the my most of my experience so um but yeah they thought i was crazy they thought it was just a you know kind of a waste of energy so when but, was uh, that when did you open up their your first uh, little establishment uh 2014 um yeah it, the place was like 400 square feet and we had about a 400 square foot patio uh, so basically all the dining was outside. It was a really good time when, especially when, um, when it would rain real hard in that section of Atlantic Avenue, the, 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 the street, that's like the first little area that floods, mm. which then floods, then, which would flood through the patio. It was, um, it was a interesting experience to say the least. Do you still um, own it? No, we, um, the progression would be that we had it for, uh, four years. And then um, we um, decided to go to Lake Worth Beach and uh, secured a 6,000-square-foot facility. So we went from 300 feet to 6,000 feet. That's a jump, huh? Yeah, a little bit. And um, so as we were opening that restaurant and working that restaurant, we found that we were probably working just as hard as the small restaurant as we were the large restaurant. Hmm. And of course, 300 square feet. Um, hmm. you know, we were, we were probably were close to like max sales for that facility. And it just wasn't, didn't develop, wasn't going to develop the return since now, you know, I'm, I've transitioned from kind of a part-time in this business to full-time. So we decided to sell it so we could focus on the larger facility. Uh, which of course had you know multi million dollar potential, um, and uh, the gentleman, the young, I sold it to a young man and his wife, and uh, they did very well. They've done very well there. It's uh, I think it's currently called Over the Bridge Cafe, and he's he's quite busy. Nice. Excellent. So, but you have yeah. multiple locations. You have multiple restaurants, right? Yes. So. Um, we have uh, uh, Lilo Street Food and Bar at 701 Lake Avenue in downtown Lake Worth Beach. Uh, it's on the corners across from, you know, uh, probably main, kind of the main restaurant entertainment section of the town. Um, and and uh, where we focus on street food inspired dishes. Uh, we're very famous for our tacos and our, and, um, and our eclectic menu because we have every, you know, Asian uh, style on there. Um, Mexican, of course, and uh, you know, just a lot of variations uh, around from having a, a um, sorry, the um, tacos on our happy hour. We have an Indian-inspired dish where it's curry. Um, and then uh, we have Peking duck uh, things. So I would never consider any of our tacos authentic Mexican because they're, they're just really not. They're really... Um, their style to be something different than that. But um, the restaurant uh, is, is doing quite well, and we're very pleased with where we stand. We've been open since 2016 nice. at that location. Um, and then some fool in the middle of co- right before COVID thought it would be a good idea to open up another location, um, which is called Bark Republic. And that fool might be me because, you know, we <laughs> – <laughs> Three months before, you know, we, we started the project in late 19 and, of course, you know, right around St. Patty's Day in 20s uh, when the pandemic struck. 
but um, so we we weren't we weren't finished and ready to open. Uh, we ended up opening almost a year later, but and in uh, late nineteen we leased a uh, warehouse building that previously was storage for Sunfest. It's at uh, five twenty five Clamata Street. Hmm. Um, and uh, right next to a couple of Rodney Mayo's um, restaurants, Kapow and and um, Hullabaloo. Uh, it's in the back parking lot of the building. And what you have there is a uh, basically a brew house meets dog park. Nice. Um, so it's uh, guests are allowed to bring their dog and have them off leash and, and play and enjoy other animals. And just like you go to any park. Uh, there's an indoor-outdoor aspect to the park. We have artificial grass, nice, uh, plenty of air conditioning inside, so when the days are hot, the animals can still enjoy themselves. Uh, it's a membership club for the dogs. Um, uh, the fees are $30 a month, and then they, if you buy an annual pass, there's a there's an obvious discount. Uh, the parents, uh, get parents. Uh, as of members, get the 10% off their their tab as part of that. And we have a 30-tap uh, draft system, all local brews, um, all, all neighborly-type uh, uh, aspects of the brewery. Uh, we also have a lot of wines and a lot of um, uh, wine-based cocktail mixes. And we're, at, we're adding a food truck, actually, this weekend uh, to, the, to the assortment. Um, initially, the state gave us uh, access to uh, our ability to cook in the, in the building, and then uh, after COVID, they said that they were relaxed in the rules and they uh, you know we had to take we had to stop serving food so we pivoted and uh, secured a, a food truck and uh, so that will operate from the parking lot in the back what um, a great you know, uh that, what a great idea i, 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 that. I know i, I never love heard that. that either yeah me either yeah it's you know it's fun for everybody you know it's there's no requirement to have an animal to come to the park, but it is fun that you, can, you know you have one and you're going to meet people. We have my favorite night is breed nights. Um, we pick a breed basically every week. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were thinking about a different kind of breeding. Uh, uh, no, 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 we're not breeding. No, no, no. Okay, good. Just checking. No, I'm, unfortunately, they have to have their they have to be uh, snip neuter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> neutered. Or, <laughs> Louis, or, uh, Louis, you could go. Terrible. You've been neutered, right? Yeah, you're allowed. So, uh, they, it, but it's fun for everybody. But it's it is fun when you know you have uh, Frenchy French Bulldog night. You got ten or twenty of these French Bulldogs running around, bouncing off of each other. And I don't know if you ever seen a French Bulldog try to run full speed, but they often wipe out and, <laughs> and fly awesome. across the room. So it's like fight. it's like bowling for Frenchy. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. But uh, we have a, we do we run a lot of activities from. Uh, a lot of activity-based uh, marketing with that building and that, that business. Um, you have your standard crew of people to come every day, but uh, we try to do a lot of promotional things. Like We were fortunate to have Chuck It. Chuck it. Um, representatives from Chuck It came. They gave out, they gave away uh, toys to, to the guests. And we try to do, we try to leverage that for the members that have, you know, people that are marketing goods to come in and, get some freebies for everybody. Um, and, and at the same time, we, we hold beer festivals, um, 
last summer we had a uh, the first beer fest. Uh, we'll be having it again soon. We also had like a small business fest for door coming into the holidays. Uh, where we shut down the back parking lot. Uh, when we had the beer fest, we probably had 30 beer vendors uh, passing out samples. It was like a, you know, people bought tickets to come. Um, so we tried to. It's very event based. We do we do also provide uh, for private events and buyouts. We have uh, a lot of puppy birthday parties. Nice. Um, really, people so do you, that. Oh yeah. We made uh, uh, the one year we had like. Uh... Yeah, the, the the made the birthday cake for the puppy, the puppy cake. Exactly. <laughs> so we have packages. <laughs> we we do have packages uh, on our website, and, um, and that awesome. includes a fresh made cake that my chef makes at my other restaurant, and uh, he has his own animals, so he knows how to make it healthy for the animals. And we probably have two or three a week. Um, That's so awesome. Anywhere from like ten people to in, in animals to you know sometimes it's the full buyout. What is the name of mm-hmm. this establishment again? This one, Bark Republic. Bark Republic. Okay. Yeah, it's spelled B-R-K. Yeah. So Bark Republic, where dogs rule. Where dogs rule. That is awesome. <laughs> what motivated so, that idea? Like, where did that all come from? Uh, you know, uh, my daughter Lindsay had that idea in 2014, and she told me about it when we were in the little place in Delray, and um, we kept. She never let it go. And then she came to me all upset one day because she said there's a place in Tampa, St. Pete, that uh, is called the Dog Bar. So she was all upset with me that we hadn't been the first ones to do it. <laughs> Talk about um, pressure, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Subsequently, there's probably about 10 in the state right now. Uh-huh. Um, there's one in Fort Lauderdale. And m- many of them are out in the more countryside. So they're like kind of like uh, regulated uh, dog parks versus a public dog park. Uh-huh. You know, the biggest problems with public dog parks are you don't know what animal's going to be in there. You don't know if they have their shots. You don't know if they're up, you know, they're, they're cared for, how they're cared for. And so right. if your dog gets into it with them, you've got to worry about, you know, next thing you know, you're going to the vet or they get in a fight. Right. So we, we, we as part of the service, we monitor to make sure everybody's up to date on their um uh, med- medications and their annual shots or whatever they have to they take and we make sure they're healthy and then we have pupperies on duty where you know, some, yeah <laughs> walking around with their referee shirts on <laughs> to kind of man- manage the, the kids and um so it works out quite nicely and but most of like i say most of them are kind of out and out and about this one and, and st pete is in an old gas station which is nice it's not super big Kind of like ours, but um, um, it, it's convenient for people, and that's that's why we chose the location. Is because you know it was, it was probably the biggest thing we could find in the city, but it's in the city with all the apartments on West Palm Beach. We thought that was going to be a, a highlight. Man. COVID hit and kind of screwed us up a little bit, and then the price of apartments kind of created a lot of turnover in our membership in the last year and a half. But these are start, finally starting to uh, settle down from the COVID. COVID was a big that business got out of out of everything I have going most impact from COVID just because uh, they had the street closed and yeah. multiple streets closed because they accelerated all this construction. The uh, the inflation in the apartments probably you know, made my membership turn over sixty percent in wow. in uh, between late twenty one and early twenty two. 
so instead of being you know membership growth being pretty consistent up until then you know we had a we we were flat so we replaced everybody that turned over uh we just probably would have been up about 30 or 40 percent uh on memberships Hmm. But I have a better thing to tell you about that place. Hold on, before you before you do that, before you do that, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah, Joe, what do you love about that business? What do you hate about that business? I think it's really cool to be a part of the community and the dog community, and be able to do support things like Peggy Adams, and 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 I, I just think there's a lot of good people there. I respect that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, the part I hate about it is the purchase frequency. The, um, the, 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 we, I guess we just thought people would spend more per visit. Mm. So if you ask me, you know, that's a financial complaint. It's hard to get people, you know, when people come regularly, the dogs bring you in regularly, they're more conservative than what they spend. Huh. Okay. That's fair. So that's something we did not anticipate. And um, um, and um, there's some things that are going to improve for me on the block. Um, the, the, the neighborhood always shut down the block, on the street on the weekend, and I, I didn't, I didn't, we didn't fight it. We didn't want want to be the ones that say no, but we always felt that it would hurt us, and it, and we think it did for a very long time. But um, uh, I don't know if you saw in the paper, but uh, recently the the mayor took that privilege away from the folks on the 500 block. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, exactly why, um, but um, there was a big to-do last week about that, mm-hmm. and it's pretty widely publicized. Um, nice. And then, so anyways, uh, so we have a wine So let's move on to your next project. Yeah, well, we have a second business up there. It's called a wine tasting room. Oh, wow. And we have a 24-tap self-service wine tasting system so you can come in and you you can uh, you get a card from us it's like a debit card and you self-serve and you can taste the wine you can have a half glass you can get a full glass of uh, a wide variety of international wines and sit and relax in a nice comfortable environment maybe have some charcuterie um and um and that's called the wine tasting room and so that is the street access um, to Clamata Street. So that is our address, 521 Clamata Street. So to get to Bark Republic, you walk through the wine tasting room into the back of the property. Um, and it, it's oh. a, we do we do on comedy nights. We have music. It's quite a nice little thing. Uh, that's relatively new. It's only been up about six months. Um, very, very uh, warm and comfortable uh, environment on, on that block. How many employees that's do you have total? Oh, Good question. Probably getting close to 100 with the there's three different corporations, but between the three, um, I, well, got to be over 100 soon. Well, about 100. I would say 120 will we'll land in. No, I think we have 50 at the Lake Worth restaurant, uh, close to 50, and we'll and uh, at the Lantern we'll probably have in the 40, close to 40. So that gets me to 90. Yeah, about 110, 120. Well. So let's talk so, now about the lantern. The lantern building has been here, seems like before God was created birth. It used to be the old uh, pearls. Yes, the old pearls. Pearls, I guess, I'm guessing somewhere in the 50s. Um, 
started, uh, it was a candy store, a grocery store. People would call me. Some people call it a candy store. And she started making sandwiches. Geez, the sandwiches were good. She goes, well, I'm going to build a kitchen. So she added on to the building and built the kitchen and then eventually got rid of the groceries. Um, this building appears to have about six additions on it. From the outside, it looks very subdued and mild and old and and such. But inside, it's a cute little tavern that we put together. Did you buy the uh, building or are you, you renting? I'm renting it. Uh, the current landlord has only owned the property for about a year and a half. They bought it from Pearl's Descendants, I believe. They're a pretty big um, uh, group out of San Diego. I think that's where they're based. And he's, he they've bought up a lot of things along the Lantana Road. So we're at 618 Lanta- West Lantana Road. As much as everybody remembers Pearl's as a kid, they'll remember, they also remember the hive, the beehive being here for oh, yeah. six years. The Hive is a uh, restaurant that was in this location, and then um, they moved over to uh, uh, to Hypoluxo, Hypoluxo, just west just west of ninety five. I was kind of sad. I was kind of sad to see that happen. I used to do the uh, the payroll for the Anchor Inn that was there before uh, Hive took over. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you got to get. Uh, they're 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 doing quite well over there. So uh, maybe they need the help. Beehive is doing great. Yeah, um, but so you know we know what. We took an approach. So there was a tenant after the hive. Apparently, ran into some difficulties. He wasn't there very long. He was there what, like a month? Uh, yeah. Well, I think he had possession for more than that. But I, I don't. I, I really don't know what what happened. Uh, he's a nice guy, and his uh, wife's nice. I met his mother uh, one time, but uh, it just didn't didn't click with the community, and there was a, there was a gap. I can uh, tell you what happened. I went in there. Okay. I can tell you what happened. His, we, we don't want to know about that. We want to know hold on, his food about por- Joe's business. No, but, but hear me out. His food portions were half of what a normal portion would be. And I went in yeah. there and had dinner at his uh, establishment. That's how I met him. And his food is amazing. And the portions are correct. And it's priced totally appropriate for the area. So I, yeah. I think you're, you're making some good headway. Well, we really focused on you know, who we're serving. And um, part of my goal was that everybody gets two meals out of one. Um, so the portion size is, you know, so for, for, you know, they're, 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 they're good size. Um, we try to price it appropriately and do things if, you know, in this time right now, it's very difficult to do this. So we'll see if we'll be able to sustain it. Um, but you know, we're, we're priced very aggressively. Um, we're priced and, and, and develop the menu that we think resonates with the local community. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I don't like building my businesses, with with uh, the uh, migration winter migration in mind mm. i'm uh, i i'm Smart. i want to be able to make it off of off of serving the people that live here and then that the migration is bonus very good and, Smart. and so everything we did here um you know we just walked in there and this is what you know we felt this we've We've developed three or four concepts from our uh, in uh, anticipation of uh, another location coming available. This came available suddenly. I I decided we decided to take it on, but we really already had the, the concept down on paper, and it was just some adaptations to the town. But we wanted to make sure the place was comfortable. We, you know, you know, from subtle things as such as having large big big chairs to sit in on in a dining room instead of a little wooden seat um you know even though the room is not 
could would be able to fit a lot more tables if we had little wooden seats, but it just went and didn't make sense for me to, in a tavern to to not have big comfortable chairs and you know not have meat a uh, nice you know nice uh, home type of meal such as the meatloaf or or um, or, or the uh, grits and things like that. So it was kind of like saying take a tavern and 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 look at you know what is traditional bar food and just let's do it better. Um, so I think that's, I think we've accomplished what we set out to do as relates to a, being a local tavern. Um, and, um, we, we tried to decor, take advantage as much as we could of the building and, you know, but, you know, the building is the building. There's not much I can do about it, but, um, we tried to make it homely, comfy, comfortable and, you know, someplace the locals can feel exceptionally at home in, so. Uh, the lantern is, um, you know, I think we accomplished that from the decor and the menu and the and the pricing. Um, and now we're just a matter of us uh, having our staff get to the point where you know they can handle the volume and and, and execute the process effectively. Uh, everything else just seems to be in line right now. So when you um, work on these ideas, is this like a family collaboration? It sounds like your daughter is involved a lot. Is is this like something you guys always do with your wife, your daughter? You guys sit down and kind of come up with all these ideas? My, um, yeah, uh, in a way. Um, my daughter has a very good instinct uh, for this business. And I would call her the creative, mostly. Um, she certainly, you know, knows knows how to buckle down and execute things but when it comes to the creative side she's got strong opinions and, and honestly she's right most of the time that's awesome um my uh my key people on the team my chef uh, my bar manager um my general manager over at the other restaurant we have a very open dialogue environment um i uh you know, I I uh, grew up in an air, in a business where we sat around and talked about anything, and if you, if you felt intimidated to say anything, then I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they've, you know, believe me, they they if they think I'm doing uh, I'm I'm worrying about something I shouldn't be, they they will certainly uh, let me know. But my my chef is uh, we're very fortunate to have him. He, he he spent his time in corporate world. He spent his time overseas, and he was looking for a family business to be a part of. Um, and, um, you know, when he told me that I hired him immediately because I'm like, you know, that's us. So, you know, it's not always about, uh, you know, making more money. You know, everybody wants to make more money. Don't get me wrong, but, but it's not always about that. And it's about the game. And, you know, this this is a, uh, it's an art form. It's not a, a production site. You know, you, you, you have to, be wanting to adapt and you want have to want to make changes you know every time we learn something we want to we want to react to it um, um, traditionally in our restaurants our menus are only good for six months at the most hmm. we and 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 at lilo's in lake worth we we, we definitively change the menu every six months um and um if something's not working for us or we don't or frankly we're bored with it and we, we want to keep the spice in our assortment, we'll change it. And I don't care if it's the number one seller. Hmm. Joe, let um, me ask you, how are you uh, getting staff over there? It's Everybody's screaming and yelling. They can't find people. Yeah. Um, 
our experience on this was it was a little touch and go in the kitchen um, before our deadline that we get set for ourselves. Um, but in the end, we were able to get enough people. And we, you know, you, you traditionally overhire at this point, and then you, uh, then, then you know, people don't show up, or they didn't like, didn't, didn't like the atmosphere, whatever reasons, or we didn't, they, they just couldn't do the job, um, and then you end up with your core team. Um, so I would say that there was, it was touch and go for a minute, but not too bad. Uh, could have been a lot worse. Um, I'd like to think that we have a decent reputation around. Um, and I did bring over, you know, some key, key positions. I promoted out of Lilo's, uh, the key positions. So what that, you know, for my people over there, you know, some people got elevated and they're still there. And then other people got moved over here. So it was good for those people. And so they're setting the tone. And then um, the people that just don't want to get on board with that tone will just, you know, they'll evaporate and, and we'll, we'll have our staff. Um, at this point, we've only lost one person. It just stopped showing up. But other than that, everybody that we initially hired is still gung-ho. That's great. Um, but what are, what I, are your hours I, over there? Uh, we're currently um, for soft opening 7, to midnight, 7 a.m. to midnight, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you haven't officially opened yet? Did this is soft? No, it, yeah. So <coughs> you know, we're it's basically three weeks of, of trial and error. Kind of, you see on these television shows, you know, uh, the bar rescue guy likes to do his dress test, and he he sends in fifty people into the restaurant and sees how the people all behave. That's kind of what we're trying to we've been trying to have happen um, to see where where we can fix the processes or things are not as you know not set up generally that's what it is it's you know we we set the cook line up in a certain way and then then we don't we're not sure what's going to sell exactly well so you got to make adjustments so, so right took, now you're in your soft opening process yeah so we're today's friday so we basically we started last thursday okay and then uh, next weekend the 29th that week you know the 29th is our grand opening week Ah. So the with the idea, basically, we had two full weeks of of working out uh, issues, and then um, you know we're officially open at that point. Uh, and I expect us to continue with the seven to midnight um, in this area. Midnight's actually kind of late. Uh, most of the places are pretty pretty uh, quiet after nine thirty, ten o'clock. So, but at this point, we're we're going to stay with it and see what happens. Um, what are you going to be doing uh, for your grand opening? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I got to have to ask my daughter what the exact plan is. <laughs> I know we have some DJs and music and things like that. I, I know we have uh, entertainment scheduled, um, and I think I'm sure we're going to have some opening specials. Um, but uh, I, I, you're, I, I, that's a detail I leave up to them. So, um, give us the address. 618 West Lantana Road, near the corner of Broadway and Lantana Road. It's hard to miss. Okay. It's on the south side of the south side of uh, Lantana Road. So I love the fact that it's like a, a family business. You're building something that uh, is, oh, sure. you yeah. know, passed down for the kids. The kids are already working in it. Their kids can work in it. I, I just, I love that. Love that. Yeah, you know, it's great. Uh, what I we have got. You say that, and I just so I think we have 
four uh, 16-year-old guys and girls. Uh, I think it's all boys. Their mothers called me, right? And um, and this kind of made me feel good about our reputation because I, you know, you know, I don't really think about that stuff too often. Just I, we are what we are. And uh, but the mothers call me because they know they, they 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 know of me or know of our business or whatever, and they want they they want to get their sons a job, and but they want to make you know feel comfortable that their sons are going to be taken care of you know right. mothers would be yeah <laughs> so you know we end up with four of them um and we're tra- teaching them how to do you know well it's their first job right so lots of standing around with their hands in the pockets or looking at their phone um <laughs> and we're we're training them up and we're going to show them what you know how, how to do things but not only that but you know and start to take some responsibility so that's awesome. i'm pretty excited about it and we also have a young man that's graduating from the culinary high school don't rightly know the name off the top of my head, but uh, his mother called us too. Uh, he graduates, I guess, next month. Um, and he, but he's been in the culinary program, and so my, my chef, just you know, it's you know, you have the culinary program, but then there's real, real kitchen life. Um, nice. But my chef's taking, you know, making, putting him on his when he's working. He's, you know, they work together, and he was here last night. He did a fine job. Joe, we need to wrap this up, but listen, given your track record of success and your family creative ideas, I'm expecting some big things from the Lantern right in my backyard. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know, you know, the success, you know, when you say success, I kind of get embarrassed. Um, I, it's, you know, we've, we've made, we will make mistakes and we will have some screw ups. I think the thing for us is that, you'll get from us is we're going to consistently try hard. Right. And there's, there's no, you know, um, we'll, we'll make a mistake, but making them twice is not what we, we, we want to do. So are you taking reservations you over there? Uh, we will take them for six or more. What's the phone number? Uh, okay. Five, six, one, six, one, two, five, six, five, five. Once again, five, six, one, six, one, two, five, six, five, five. Thank you so much, Joe. We can't thank you enough for spending your time with us. We know it's super important as you're just launching this that you're pulled in every direction like silly buddy. Oh, but yeah. you being here with us is super important. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. 
Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Hi, this is Alan. I'm the president and CEO of Workgroup Payroll. Would you rather go to Tiffany's and pay Walmart prices or Walmart and pay Tiffany's prices? If you're with one of those big, large payroll companies, you are overpaying and getting insufficient services. Workgroup Payroll. We actually like small business. We will save you money and provide you the service that you expect. 877-222-2927. We can have you switch to us in less than five minutes. Alan, Workgroup Payroll, 877-222-2927. Good day. This is Alan, Secret to My Success, and I am here with my buddy Dawn. She came back. Dawn, yay! I missed you guys last week. We did. We missed you too, and it's not because my aim was bad. You just weren't here. No, I wasn't here. I uh, I worked the Barrett Jackson auction, which was a really cool experience. You know, I wanted a 77, 78 Trans Am. Did you find me one? Um, I did. I found a couple. Really? Yeah. And yeah. you didn't call me? I know. I thought you were going to come visit me there. I wish I could have. There was some. There was some great cars. Some, you know, all, all kinds. From you know, they went from twelve thousand up to like over two hundred thousand dollars. I've been looking at these cars. They're selling for like seventy-five grand now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So it's a yeah, we have a we have a friend of mine that has a four four two. Bought it originally from New York for five thousand dollars. He still got a convertible. Uh, thing goes when it's value like sixty-five, seventy grand now. You believe wow. that? Hold on, who is that? Could that be Mister Louis Salasaya? Yay! <laughs> Couldn't just sit there. Couldn't wait for my introduction, but you had to jump in. I'm I'm happy about that, Louis. How hey, are you I doing? Really, I was really anxious. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get in. I know that. I saw that. That's pretty wild. So, Louis, you didn't go to the auction either, did you? Town, but uh, a couple of buddies of mine uh, went um, that have uh, their uh, antique cars to feature on aisles like myself. So um, I went out the year before I went, but not this year. I was up in like, Kansas City. I'm going to go to the one up in, uh, we had a guest here who runs the Owl's Head up in Maine. I'm pretty excited about that. But is it true, Don, that at the beginning of the auction, first day or two, that there's much better deals than the last few days? Yeah, so the last day, Saturday, is like the high dollar. That's where all the high dollar cars are. And then, you know, they kind of start, I guess, lower, you could say, right, and and work their way up with mixing it up a little bit in between. But, yes, um, Thursday is kind of like your uh, lower value cars. Right. Or cars that are not done as legitimate as right right yeah okay that's so cool it was cool we'll talk more about cars later but we have a really cool guest and she wants to talk about fish nice yeah fish yeah they're they're gonna have a fish auction they're gonna auction off fish fish auction what's a coins tunas what well let's get there so our guest is lee bursch am i butchering your last name bursch no, you're not. And thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate this opportunity to tell everybody about our fishing derby that's coming up. So Lee is actually a, uh, a representative of the Lantana Chamber of Commerce. Lantana, home of Louis Salasaya. Right, Louis? Yay. Yay. Hey. Lee, tell us what's going on. Let me hear about this tournament. Okay. Well, this is our 28th year, so we're very proud of that. And our Official date is May 4th. That's going to be our captain's party. And so come on out. You know, we're going to have a lot of fun. There's a barbecue, and you'll bring the family. And our anglers pick up their buckets that night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then May 6th is the actual derby. Um, And we have a kid's derby as well. And we're really excited about that. Um, Hold hold on one second. You just jammed that all in one long sentence, and that'll be the end of our show. That was a lot of information, So let's let's go back. So tell me about the kickoff party, May the 4th. Yeah, May May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. 
Yes, May 4th, yes. Um, it's going to be at the Lantana Recreation Center, which is right next door to the Lantana Chamber. And our captains and our anglers will be picking up buckets. Um, barbecue, like I said, being sponsored by BPA Barbecue, so really good food. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's like a family night. Everybody comes on out and has a really great time. So what is the kickoff party? I mean, is it just let's get drunk, have fun, and tell talk big fish stories? that that's fun you could do that too <laughs> okay it's just a fun night it's just a fun night for everybody there's gonna be music steve vincent will be playing for us so we're looking forward to that there'll be raffles there'll be auctions we have a silent auction we have some raffles we have some things that have been donated which were really great involved for our sponsors who donated stuff to us so we're really thrilled and happy to have them do that for us we have a lot of stuff going on. We have a lottery board that's going to be going to be um, you know for raffle tickets for that. So it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff happening. Hey, Louis, I interrupted you. You had a question, Louis, didn't you? You mentioned derby. I'm thinking horses. What do they do? They run the fish. Derby. Well, that's actually how we got our name. Just we started off with the Kentucky Derby, and so we decided when we were having our event on the on that day, we decided to call it the Fishing Derby in honor of the Kentucky Derby. So that's how awesome. we got our fishing derby. Louie, that was pretty astute. You really wanted to see little fishes running around and racing, didn't you? Louis? I don't know if we have a, we have a fish race or something. I don't know. Louie wants to ride a fish. What kind that of fish? That is awesome. I actually, I actually did that on a dolphin. I rode a dolphin once, and that was fun. That's fun. That was super cool. Hey, hey that, that's, start. that's something to start. Dolphin race. Okay, so kickoff parties May the 4th. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about registration and tell people about if they wanted to register, right, to be part of it. Could I use a rubber raft that. if I wanted? I think you'd have a hard time doing okay. a rubber raft. I think you really need a boat for this one. Okay, let's hear it. So tell <laughs> me about... If you have a friend who's got a boat, you can definitely join in, you know? This is when you call your friends and say, hey, you got a boat, let's do this. Okay. Now, the registration is $250, and that's for four anglers. And if you have more, it's just $50 for each additional angler. Okay. Um, you can get your registration by going online, and you can go to the www.lantanafishingderby.com. Or you can call us, and I'll give the phone number. It's 561 585 if I have a 72-foot boat and I've got 12 fishermen, do I get to compete with a guy in an 18-foot boat and four of them? Yes. yes. And it's all about the, the size of the fish that you catch. What are the prizes? The first place for a kingfish is $1,250. And second place for the kingfish is $750. Third place for the kingfish is $500. And it's the same for the dolphin and the wahoo. And whoever catches the biggest fish of all gets an extra $1,000. Okay, so let me ask you by biggest fish. Were we talking about size or weight? I believe it's on weight. So you saw there was a fishing derby where those guys got arrested for shoving weights in fish. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Dang. Louie, you saw that, didn't you? That's messed up. Put a weight one, but not three or four, you know, pound because the size of the fish kind of determines the weight approximate. So right. if you have a foot of fish that is like two and a half feet long and anything weighs 30 pounds overweight, you know, it's a red flag. And that's what happened. They were shoving weights into the fish. I did not hear about that, but that's just terrible. <laughs> so are we going to have a metal detector there to make sure that nobody's shoving metal weights into fish? We have to have one. <laughs> 
You know, maybe like a wand, like when they wand you at the uh, at the airport when they they find an underwire in Don's bra, they actually have to wire or wander up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Can you believe that? Craziness. Okay, so what time does this thing kick off? Okay, this thing kicks off on Saturday, May sixth at seven a.m. And you have to be back at the Old Key Lime House by three thirty for weigh-in. Okay. So is there a um, charity attached, or is the money being raised for the chamber itself, or is there another organization? The money is being raised for the chamber itself. Okay. It's the primary fundraiser for All the right. chamber. So okay. i got to ask you a question. Did you guys work out some kind of deal with Ryan that whoever brings in fish, that the old lime house will actually buy them and serve those fish for him? Ah. No, but that's a good idea. Right. Alan, you should yeah. be on the board there. I am, but that's okay. <laughs> I think we should figure out a way to get them to buy the fish. I thought that the people who were catching the fish wanted the fish because I know if I'm not on that boat and I catch a fish, I'm eating it for dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give my fish up. True. No, no, no. I want I want Old Key Lime House to gut it, clean it, fillet it, and actually serve it to me. Okay, so <laughs> let's hear. 3.30, boats come in, people's... They're flying back in as fast as I can. How long does it take for you to finish weighing in all these fish? Well, people aren't all coming in at 3.30. People are going to come in at different times, so it won't be as crazy as it sounds. But we have five men who will be weighing the fish and calling it out, so it'll go pretty quickly. Okay. And then when do you give out the awards? On Sunday, May 7th, at the awards ceremony. So they don't give out the awards that day? It's the day. No, no. We have a big party to celebrate. So we have the award party and barbecue, another barbecue. And that's from 1130 to 4, also at the Lantana Recreation Center. There'll be music, um, silent auction, like I said, and things. So it'll be a lot of fun. And that day there, I think everybody brings their family because they're so proud of the fact they won an award. Have you ever been to a fishing tournament, Alan? I got to tell you, I was in this one years ago. Okay. One of our guests, Fred Barch, was on the show, and he said, oh, you got to do this with me. And we went out there, and it must have been like eight-foot rolling seas. And i got to tell you, I owned a boat. I've never been seasick in my life. Never. But when you're sitting there with a hook, and, and you're trying to bait it, and the boat's going up and down, and you're looking at your hands and not looking outside, I'm like, cut the line. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is throw up on this boat, and I just couldn't do it. It was just so bad. We didn't catch a cold. We didn't catch one fish bigger than any of the bait that we bought. Hmm. New captain. It was so bad. Nice captain. Fred, it was your fault if you're listening. I'm not going on your boat again on a fishing tournament. Louie, have you ever done a fishing tournament? Yeah, actually, I did one uh, about a year ago up in Destin, Florida, with the Florida State Booster Club, and I actually uh, won the... The largest fish caught. Cool. Uh, I think it was a 42-pound uh, jack. I had three of them, I, a 42, a 36, and a 32. Um, obviously, uh, we, we hit a school of dolphin. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We were actually throwing them in because there were so many of them. It was, we, we had a lot of fun. How much weight, did, how much it, weight it, did you shove into that fish? Actually, none. Okay, just checking. Listen, it was... It was one of the things, I, I was always afraid of uh, going fishing and getting seasick. And I was driving up to Tallahassee, and I'm going, I'm going to do this thing, because I'm always, I mean, I get seasick on a bathtub. So I'm thinking, like, <laughs> so I told my wife, read up how you do a master this thing. So I went ahead and I stopped at a truck stop, like, maybe two hours prior to getting up there. And uh, 
day before, and at six o'clock I pop in two pills. Right around nine o'clock, I pop two more. Midnight, I pop two more. In the morning, I got two more. Man, I tell you, I could have been on a coconut floating out there, and it, nothing happened to me. It was, I was awesome. Wow. Everybody on the boat. It was six people on the boat. It was the captain, the helper, and myself fishing. Everybody else was inside, you know, sick, throwing up, and I was the only one fishing. But that was great because I've done it fifty times and forty-eight times I got sick. So that was one of the times that I'm like, I was lucky. I gotta tell you though, my problem is like if I'm sitting with somebody and I'm all right, and you start throwing up, and I hear you making all the noises, and uh, oh no, it's gonna I'm happen. done. Gonna That's it. I'm going. Now, luckily, the people we had, we were on a 75 foot biking, so the people went inside, and we didn't see them until we landed. So we came to land. So we were, I think, 42 miles out. So it was pretty cool. Nice, Louie, You want to get in the tournament or what? I'll be I nice. think you guys should. What do you think? Be nice. Just got, I got to say, you got to give me a date. You got to give me a time. That way I can prepare myself. Yeah, but we have this little thing. We need to get a boat. <laughs> that could be a problem. Going to need a bigger boat, Louie. Yeah, a bigger boat, Baba. Okay, Lee, tell everybody how they reach you. Okay, well, they can reach us, like I said, at this phone number, 561-585-8664, or... You can go right and register right online at the www.lantanafishingdirty.com. Beautiful. Hey, Lee. Yes? What are you going to give to people if they register and they tell you they came in from the show? I said I'd give them a shirt. You're going to give them a I'm shirt? More than happy. I'll give them a shirt. What's the, co- what's the cost for the registration? 250 You didn't hear 250. that, Louie? I didn't hear that part. I'm sorry. 250 And we're a bargain. A lot of other fishing derbies are more money, so we are really much a bargain. It's the Lantana Fishing Bargain. 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 What do you think, Don? You going to go with us? Um, I will check my calendar. Oh, that's <laughs> a that's a firm. It's a firm. That's, maybe. A, that's, that's no. a firm. That's maybe. No. I was just about to swear no. in the I, I, air, almost, and I decided against I it. I almost said yes, but I got to. I, I will double check. I would love to go. Okay. Cool. I'll probably get seasick though. I need some of that uh, drama mania. Last time I went out, like out out few miles out yeah i didn't last very long crazy yeah the secret to that i think is eating before you go out on the boat is to eat something and then you usually don't get seasick if you have something in your stomach i think it's when you have the empty stomach that it gets you you'll have more chum for the water if you have something in your stomach this way you're not having the dry heaves nobody likes the dry (laughs) heaves you might as well throw something up can i cut this part out hey alan trust me i was in venezuela fishing for marlin and I, it came out of both ends. I had tried a beer. I tried bread. I tried to name it. It was coming out. It was not fun. Louie, thank you for sharing that with us. I think that was <laughs> that quite knows. personal, and that was very kind of you. Yeah, it was very kind. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question for Lee. Lee, is there anything that, um, you know, is there anything that you need, anything um, that we left out that you would like to add? Yes. We also have a children's derby that's also taking place that day. It's taking place at Bicentennial Park. Okay, it's from 8.30 to 11.30. And we have everything for the kids. We have fishing poles, T-shirts, tackle boxes, water, and a lunch for them. So if you have a little one at home who is between the ages of 6 and 9, you think they'd have fun, you can bring your child and they can have a great time fishing. Is that free? That's a great idea. Yeah, it is, and uh, we have prizes for the children as well. Let me guess, you're going to give them a fish. <laughs> How did you guess? 
As long as I get a little, a few pounds of filet fish I can bring home with me, I'm happy. So just so you know, Lee, uh, Palm Beach Maritime said they were going to promote it. You should have a bunch of kids there. Awesome, awesome. Excellent. Yeah, Lee, I, yeah. We can't I'm looking thank, forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. We can't thank you for all that you do and what the Lantana Chamber does for our local community, helping businesses, help grow business, and help people prosper in our local community. It's super impressive. Well, thank you, Alan. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. And thank you for having me on the show. Oh, our pleasure. When it comes to health coverage, you want solid value from a trustworthy company you can rely on. Florida Blue offers Medicare Advantage plans that can help you get more out of your health coverage. And don't you want more? Call Apple Insurance, your local agency for Florida Blue, at 888-MY-BLUE-8 to have all your Medicare questions answered and learn about different options. Don't settle for less than the value and stability Florida Blue has delivered throughout the state of Florida to Medicare beneficiaries for more than 25 years. Value, security, knowledge, and trust. Blue Medicare from Florida Blue means more. Call Apple Insurance at 888-MY-BLUE-8 today to speak to a licensed agent about your Medicare Advantage options. That's 888-MY-BLUE-8. Apple Insurance and Florida Blue. Call 888-MY-BLUE-8 today. Florida Blue is an independent license of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success on Legends 100.3.